Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Mom said we're going to go to the pool, and then Mom said we're going to go to the playground, and then Mom said she's going to go insane. And usually she only uses that word when she talks about James Breakwell, and so I have to think it's a pretty bad word. But you can decide for yourself today because you are here and so is he. And you can decide how much insane you're going to go. Welcome. And James, the leader of the Creation of Insanity Group, how are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful. I had to banish my entire family from this floor of the house to accommodate you and your schedule. And you're self-employed. There's just one of you. But somehow I had to send five people up upstairs so I could make room to talk to you earlier than normal. So the world no, it's around... No, nothing to do with my employment tonight. I thought I had outlined that rather um, elegantly, eloquently in the text I sent. I read like 5% of what you send. All I heard is blah, 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 busy, need to record at 7, I make terrible decisions, the end. <laughs> That uh, we're having our house painted, and so the inside of the house is a disaster. And I would, my, uh, the closet where my studio used to live is now stuffed full of stuff that my wife is trying to get out of the way of the painters. So I have nowhere to go. I'm a nomad. I like how you're, no matter how big your house is, no matter how much space you have, whatever space you're in is always the lowest priority space where all the yeah. junk goes. And I yeah. can't think of any better place to put you and your arguments. You, uh, well, you and apparently the fans both, because yeah. <laughs> once again, we had a gross miscarriage of justice last week, James. And... I just want to say it's now to the point where the intern who shall remain nameless is even like taking pity on me. And <laughs> I feel dirty reading that kind of sympathy. I actually, that rolls into my compliment for the week. I want to compliment you for setting the record in futility. <laughs> we have never, <laughs> never had a, a, a string of losses like this. I mean, it's unfathomable. This is well beyond the spectrum of random chance. This is just running up the score at this point. Like, there's got to be a mercy rule. Like, if I beat you 20 times in a row, you have to just retire, <laughs> and this podcast just becomes me talking to myself. I think I think we should put that in effect right now. Let that reflect the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Although, I will say, because I forgot to say, you are watching Wrong and Wrong, <laughs> the podcast where we argue about things like... The fate of our podcast and the futility of one of the hosts and other things that we debate, which uh, apparently mean a lot to people who vote for James and nothing to people who vote for me. But this is my burden, James, that I am accustomed to being the underdog. I am like Sisyphus. <laughs> I just continue to roll that boulder uphill and this podcast is added to the pile of stuff that I just can't quite get on top of. 
You know, you, you always you always portray yourself as the underdog, but you have been in the podcasting game for years before I ever stuck my toe in the water. You had a built-in podcast audience, super specialized, yeah. and yeah. I don't think that audience is going to help you tonight either. What are we arguing about tonight? Tonight, uh, Breakwell pulled a good one right out of his head at the 11th hour. It is, should you swim in a pool... Or, I guess, is it better to swim in a pool or in a lake? <laughs> yes, this is a brilliant topic. I believe it was submitted by a listener. I have no idea which one, because so I just piled them all on the list. But we're, we're working our way through them, because we have literally no better ideas. So if you do have an idea, send it in. There's a good chance we'll argue about it. <laughs> James, I didn't even compliment you. So let's flip the quarter and get on with the argument. Well, obviously, I have to hold things up here for the compliment. I do live for this moment. Uh, well, I don't know that that's true because that would give me way too much power to make or break <laughs> your evening. But uh, I want to compliment you, James. I'm, I'm sort of torn on one of two compliments. One is, despite the fact that only your people apparently are still paying attention to this <laughs> podcast, we still manage to get 100% thumbs ups, although one of your Ooh. nefarious people did wait until after we recorded to give us the thumbs down last week. I don't think that's going to happen this week. But I also wanted to compliment you on being a good dad, which is uh, sort of on you. Like, I need to... I feel, I feel like I need to do one of those afterwards. You <laughs> sat through Frozen 2 I just did. so your daughters could have the experience of acting out and getting into trouble in public. It's, uh, I don't know how many dads would step in front of that moving train like that, but you apparently did. Good on oh, you. There were, yeah, there were many dads in the theater, but uh, four is definitely not ready for the movie theater. Five really wasn't either. Our seven-year-old, not so much either. Basically, only our nine-year-old was equipped. But now I had a very expensive reminder of why we don't go to the theater. And next time I'm tempted, <laughs> I will just wait for it to come out on some streaming service. Were, were you pay, were, did you actually know the movie now? Were you able to pay attention to it? I mean, when I wasn't wrangling the child, yeah, I, I saw it. It's, it's, it's a complicated movie for kids. I was kind of shocked that they, uh, they made it that elaborate. But uh, I'm sure they'll make $75 trillion off the thing. So Disney Disney knows what they're doing. They seem to be a bit better at movies than we are at podcasts. So I'm going to trust them on this one. Uh, we're a close second. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're up there. $75 trillion and vis-a-vis uh, -vis what we make. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can tell that there's a difference between the two numbers. But uh, in the dark, they both kind of look alike. Yeah. James, I've got the Guam quarter of fate here because I'm back home, not on the road. I also have the thing that hooks into the phone so I get my earplug instead of holding wow. the phone to my ear everything is looking up for steve this week <laughs> the votes are going to reflect that but call it what will the two sides mean for you heads i'm arguing you should swim in a pool tails i'm arguing you should swim in a lake all right heads is pool tails is lake it is up oh, it is down it is heads and i can't reach it even though the the hat got in the way like the brim of this floppy cap i couldn't anyway you have pool all right. Well, let me tell you a story, Steve. Let me take you, <laughs> let me take you way, way back to. I'm thinking I was probably a freshman in high school, maybe in eighth grade, somewhere, somewhere around there. And it was a bright, sunny day, and a friend has invited me out to a lake to enjoy a fun day of boating and tubing and maybe swimming in the water, just throwing down the anchor and and going for a swim. And I'd never been on the lake before. I lived in a town with a big lake, and I'd never been out on it before. 
So we go out there, and my dad and I are waiting at the docks, as my friend and his dad are out in the water enjoying the enjoying the fresh air too, because they didn't want to just you know wait in the docks for us. And as we're waiting for this boat to come back, who should pull up but the lake patrol? But the lake okay. patrol wasn't alone. No, they had they had someone with them, someone who had been hit in the face by a jet ski, and they put oh, this geez. person out there. And they died. As I stood there waiting to get in the lake for the first time ever, I saw my first dead body. I did not get in the water that day, Steve. Lakes are awful. They are terrifying. And they are deadly. Uh, Remember that. I mean, it's not even just the threat of, like, you're swimming in there and you've got all these boaters zipping around you who can run over you, bump you, slice you up with their propellers. You've got stuff on the bottom. You've got snapping turtles that can take a a finger off. I mean, you... What? At the Midwest, the snapping turtles are all the way down where you are. You probably have alligator snapping turtles down there, which are an even worse (laughs) variant. Uh, There's just nasty stuff down there. And there's, you know, at the bottom of it is all gunky. You got to wear, you know, you got to wear those those lake shoes or else your feet are going to step on something. You're going to slice yourself on a rock and die of some sort of skin infection. And don't get me started on flesh-eating viruses every summer. There's somebody out there just having the time of their life, just one fun day on the lake, and boom, all their skin gets eaten off. And then you see a thousand scary news articles about it. And you should be scared because it's terrifying. There's no warnings. Basically, the only warning is that you're happy and having fun. And that's the recipe for death. But you know where you're not going to (laughs) die is in a pool in your backyard. Because it has chlorine. When you're swimming in that chlorine, there's no flesh-eating viruses. There's no snapping turtles. There's no mysterious rocks that are going to cut your feet on the bottom of the lake. There's no disturbing pond gunk. And most of all, there's no jet skis and boats that are going to hit you in the face and kill you in front of a bunch of kids. No, it is safe. It is the safest water environment you can be in outside of a bathtub. And that is why I will always, always swim in a pool. And that was a very loud bang. I should probably wow. go check on that. Did you hear that? That wasn't you? It was not me. I would think it was probably a pig. Hold on. Oh. You, why don't you just start your argument since I'm not going to listen to it anyway. And I'll be back right. in a moment. I did, I, <laughs> I, well, neither are the voters for that matter. I did want one thing I needed to clear up with you when you returned. But, James, I... The one thing about pools that always bothers me is there is a 100% chance your eyes and your nose and your mouth are going to be irritated because of the chlorine, because of, you're, you you got two options with a pool. You either go heavily chlorinated or you go salt water and both are going to agitate the heck out of your face and your orbital sockets. When you're in the lake, there's at least a 50-50% ch- 50-50 chance that you will live. So dying in the lake is only about a half proposition, but getting at- irritated at your nose, your eyes, that's a 100% in a pool. I don't like that. You come out smelling like chlorine. It, uh, it just it dries out your skin. It's just a bad deal all around. And the other thing that pools have as a disadvantage is you got to maintain those things. If it's in your backyard, you maintain it. If it's a lake, God maintains it, and he doesn't charge you for all the labor. And if it's not in your backyard, if you have a community pool, 
Well, now you got to share with a bunch of little kids. And the thing about having a community pool is one minor misstep because everyone's got to be so safety focused these days. If a kid vomits and a little gets into the pool or a kid poops in their swim diaper, the pool's got to be shut down for like 24 <laughs> hours. They got to get hazmat out. It takes like an act of Congress to reopen the thing. I don't think the lifeguards want to be there in the first place. And so it's the perfect storm for them. We get to go home early. The other thing about a pool is if there's thunder that's heard any by any of the lifeguards, the pool shuts down immediately. The lightning can be 100 miles away. It can be the delicate sound of thunder. We're going Pink Floyd on you. You have no idea who that is. But in the <laughs> lake, man, you can swim during an active tornado if you want to. You are in control of your life, despite the fact that it may end. 50-50 shot, I understand. But the other, the lake gives you options. All you can do in a pool if you're not standing there drinking beer is like play catch with a tennis ball. In the lake, you've got boating, you've got fishing, you've got skiing, you've got tubing, you've got pontoon boats. You can get all of your friends together and have like a DJ rock jam out on the pool. And I know how that you like to go clubbing out on the water, James Breakwell, because you're still in that demographic, that age bracket. So now the pool, way too limiting. I'm Olivas, man. I want to live life to the fullest. And the only way you can do that is on a lake. So quick update, what happened is the pit, you know the, those like uh, particle board shelves you get from, you know, the big box retail stores and you kind of set yeah. the shelves on pegs. She took yes. her snout and she flipped off one of those shelves and everything that was on top of it. And since just everyone because is- because she was uh, in that mood tonight? She's just searching for food and she had never destroyed that particular shelf. So she decided, why not? Let's flip it up and see what happens. And what happened is Does it made a loud noise. Does your pigs? Why are they constantly looking for food? You know why pit? Have you met a pig? Do you know how pigs operate? That whole thing about pigs constantly looking for food? It's why they exist. It's kind of like a dog. Like, you feed your dog, and then five minutes later, he whines like you didn't feed him. Like, it's, it's the no. same thing, except, like, on steroids. Pigs are food-seeking missiles. Uh, anyway, I, sadly, I had my, my wireless headset in, so I heard you all going all the way upstairs. What was the one thing you wanted me to clarify before I went yeah. on my pig mission? You said something that kind of caught my attention. You said, that's when I saw my first dead body. And I know you didn't do three tours of Nam. So have you seen more <laughs> dead bodies since then? Yeah, I was uh, I was a newspaper reporter of the night cops beat. I think I, I didn't get up and close and personal with them. But yeah, I, I used to have to go and cover fatal car crashes and all that kind of stuff. It was a Ew. it was a real fun and uplifting job. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, I know you loved it. So obviously. No, that, yeah. that's why I, qu I quit almost immediately and embarked on the, the, you know, the bountiful social media career you see me in today. Now, look at me out here doing podcasts with Steve Olivas, <laughs> chasing away pigs. I got, I got it all going on, kind of like pools, which are also have it all going on. Pools oh are great because you don't have to travel for them. You get, you get the pool behind your house, and mom and dad can sit there with a drink in each hand and just keep an eye on the kids. You don't have to pack everybody up and drive 40 miles to the lake and stand out there and get sunburned. When it gets hot, when the bugs come out, you can just go inside. Nobody has their own personal lake. Lots of people have their own personal pool. If you don't have one, you got a friend who has one, you got a community that has one. And you know what? If you are getting in the water when there is lightning around in that lake, you are, you're just going to be another body in that pile. Like it, it is so much less safe to be uh, in a lake when there's lightning because there's so much more surface area for that lightning to hit. And it's going to go through that entire body of water. I'm sure you got zapped a few times and don't remember it. And that probably explains why <laughs> you are the way you are.
I just all and, right. Yeah, and you can pile so in all the other all the other activities you want, but ultimately this is about swimming, not the other activities in the water. But the thing is, those other activities are going on around you. So if you are trying to swim and mind your own business in a lake, all those other recreational activities, all those partiers on that those pontoon boats drinking and not paying attention, they are all putting your life in danger, man. Why do you? I know you have a death wish, but like I've got kids, I gotta support them, I gotta live. So yeah, I'm swimming in a pool because I am a responsible adult and I want to survive. You do what you want. Wow, another long rant by Breakwell. During that time, by the way, he published another book and would like you to buy it too. So that'll be out on his next email blast. But James, roll the dice. Yes, very much. I will do that. All right. If you want to vote for pools and sanitation and me and health and fun times, vote for 85. If you want to vote Ooh, for... that's the year I graduated high school. That's a good year. That's the year I was born. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I know that would hurt. All right. If you want to vote for... Steve and Lakes and continuing to, I don't know, just don't vote for this one. Let's keep the streak of losses going. <laughs> vote for 50. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 25. I am fairly certain I was 50 last week. So, well, obviously the dice aren't loaded and you roll different numbers every single week, James. But if you want to vote for James Breakwell and uh, the exuberant and yet naivete of youth, vote for 85. And remember what you were doing back in 1985 while James's mother was in prolonged labor. If you want to vote for Steve, it is also reflective of the 50-50 chance you'll have of dying in a lake, but vote for 50. That's how you'll tie it all together, and when it makes sense like that, it's perfectly congruous, and it really deserves your vote. If you want to throw your vote away, I've already mentioned 85, but there's two options this week, as in most weeks. 25 is the other one. Anything that ends with five is evil. It's the number of the beast. Revelations, there was a smudge in the transcript. Someone thought it were sixes. It were sixes. I'm going to get out of here because I can't talk. When I get around Breakwell, I'm flummoxed. So, until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Flummoxing Unicorn, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.